Welcome back to Almost Famous Minute, where we're discussing the 2000 Cameron Crowe film, Almost Famous, one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash from Watchmen Minute. I'm Condra from Amateur Nerds. And I'm Christian Swain from Too Much to uh, Announce at this position here. Uh, no, uh, Rock and Roll Archaeology, Deeper Digs, and Rock and Roll Librarian. Uh, two and a half shows. Uh, I have a co-host with Rock and Roll Librarian. Uh, and I am the CEO and president of Pantheon Media. Yeah, thank you both for making it back a second time here. Thank you for having me back. Uh, yeah, thanks very much. We passed the test of uh, Minute 79, uh, Contra. Huzzah. <laughs> Moving on to more deep talk. This, yeah, this this one's probably going to get a little bit deeper than the, the last one. It was all yeah. surface, surface let's, and jokes, and uh, you know, let's uh, let's see the Easter eggs. This this yeah. this does definitely uh, is uh, a little cringy. Yeah, yeah, less donkey dick than less. Uh, <laughs> I just I just like saying it, donkey dick. I guess um, so. Yeah. So this is a minute Haiti, and it starts with Dick gambling away Penny, and ends with Russell explaining that to William. So, yeah, it's right there on Front Street. I'm not sure how you can explain that, but sure, Russell, go ahead. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, what Dick says is it's the end of the, the very, I mean, we barely get that Heineken, the, the last syllable of that. Uh, uh, in addition to Heineken, the 50 bucks in Heineken, what have you, I think it was, uh, I'll throw into the pot three lovely ladies, including Miss Penny Lane and the famous Band-Aids. Or of the famous Band-Aids. It's a little muffled. Not totally sure. Well, let's see. He's throwing three of them in, yeah, so right. I'm not sure if that includes all of the band aids because uh, I think there's more than three of them. But. I had the same question because when we saw the plane in the last minute, it looked like there were four of the band aids getting on the plane. So, mm -hmm. yeah, just yeah, just exactly who's where, when. Gosh, oh my gosh, because like Estrella uh, or Estrella, mm -hmm. Estrella Star, uh, Estrella. She, like yeah, she had to she had to leave at one point, and that's kind of why Beth from Denver was brought in. But she she's probably back into the fold now a bit possible or or it could be it could be another other girls too yeah is uh palexia palexia is, is oh, yeah. one of the definitely there yeah anna Penquin, right yeah uh was sapphire on the plane i don't remember her being on the plane i don't remember she's, she's usually the one i track when the when the uh yeah. the, the band-aids show up um uh and by the way uh, so anna Penquin. Fruza Balk and uh, Bijou Phillips is Estrella Star. Yeah, right. So I mean, uh, all three still working actresses. Yeah, and then the the fourth one that I just mentioned, uh, Beth from Denver. She's kind of more a yoga fitness person <laughs> now nowadays. Oh. Uh, Olivia Rosewood. But she oh, has some yeah. great opening lines when she yeah. first gets on the scene. Your aura is purple. <laughs> <laughs> Your aura is purple. Right. 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 Oh, very nice. Yeah, yeah. So, so in addition to the line I was reading, it then says, "Adds on who have to leave the tour before New York." Mm -hmm. So, and then and asks the, if Russ is yeah. still okay with that. So. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Condra. No, it, I was just going to say it gets to the point that you were asking last minute of why now, and it, it does really seem out of necessity that. Um, there's a time crunch and an urgency to uh, the Band-Aids moving on. Yeah, I, I think, you know, you picked up on something that <clears throat> Russell seems very uncomfortable and, and, and very intense on this transaction as it is being done. 
and so it does sound like uh, he and Dick cooked this up ahead of time, you know, and now the moment is, has arrived. It, it, it's, it's almost like some real, like, usual suspects or the sting kind of, you know, mm-hmm. slyness going on, you know, that they've that they're pulling this this caper off, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, you mean uh, selling women uh, into bondage? Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 Some indentured servitude and so <laughs> forth. You know. Now, now, I, I, definitely next minute, I will come back with another take on that for sure because there's 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 definitely some stuff. Uh, oh, that's, yeah. That's said further on that yeah. you know, eh, maybe it's not as bad as we're going to make it out to be here very shortly. <laughs> I think, but. Well, it, it, it depends on how you how you look at it. So let's let's start yeah. with Can, uh, Kandra's uh, uh, look on uh, on this uh, particular scene. Yeah, yeah. Let's hear they... let's hear more from you. So, because Eric and I are going to shut the fuck up, and not say anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't want to be canceled. So, Russell and Dick seem to have cooked up this plan. Mm-hmm. Penny seems to be aware of it based on later evidence. Right. But she and the other Band-Aids, and she really is speaking for the Band-Aids, which there's a problem in that, too, that I'm not going to go right now. But she loses the agency to say, I'd rather go with this band. Or, you know, I like where this band is going better, and I'd rather go to that part of the country, what have you. Or maybe one of the ba- like. She's enabling the allowance of these three or four. You could read Dick's line as three lovely ladies, including Miss Penny Lane, as actually four people. Mm -hmm. So it it doesn't seem to be the case with three lovely ladies in the custody of Humble Pie just like right after he um, hands them over, quote unquote. Um, But... Penny relinquishing agency puts her and her friends at such a big risk of endangerment that it is so concerning. But that's not even, like, that's a part of it. But I think the bigger issue that I have in general is the casualty of Dick and Russell betting away them. It is so reminiscent of, you mentioned um, indentured servitude or flat-out enslavement of people, and this issue still is such a pervasive problem throughout the world today with sex trafficking Mm -hmm. that, and we've seen this before, that they have, I was on for another very similar rant, um, that the Band-Aids sense of worth is so much linked to their sexuality and they do seem to display some control over it and penny especially seems to control it better than the others but at the same time the fact that dick is like is able to just be like okay well humble pie gets them now because i had the wrong card it's like i wonder if he would have just kept it on the table if he hadn't like had he had the higher card in that in that interaction what would have happened it's like he needs that he needs to get rid of them regardless and this is just as much on russell for trying to keep up a facade with this ex-wife girlfriend that 
oh, it's part of the tour and band culture and being on the road that I am allowed to be promiscuous. And if that's, like, that's not anything against, like, people that are genuinely poly or into open relationships, it's more the idea of the hypocritical nature of Russell in that he's like, oh, I have to pretend to be this thing when he'd rather not be in just the lack of honesty in a different relationship that hurts a relationship that he obviously cares so much more about and that Penny, despite hiding it, does actually care a lot about and just the endangerment of the Band-Aids in general and it's like, you have no idea who else could be going on tour with Humble Pie or if one of them's had a history, could it be um, re-causing past trauma? Mm, Um, There's just like this complete lack of agency over the band-aids and the how freely they're just given away it's like it's honestly insulting to sex workers to be like oh well you can have four people for fifty dollars in a heineken a case of heineken like that's also invalidating the legitimacy of sex work as an actual profession and hinders their recognition as their work having agency where the band-aids they're sold off without any agency so they're they can't even be considered professions and their love for the band is supposed to be enough Mm. and it's not enough obviously as they all show deep emotional disconnection to their lives throughout the movie and how they have to hide in other substances, relationships, emotional states of being, all because they have no control, which is one of the scariest things. And it definitely hurts individual people and leads them down certain paths that it's like, good thing William was there when he was for Penny later on in the movie. I'm not going to go there yeah, because it's right. not in this minute, yep. but like, <laughs> it's, it's very scary and I appreciate that this that this movie is real about that kind of stuff in the same way that like last time I was on um William was getting raped and uh that is just as much like recognizing that male rape is possible is just as important as recognizing that like these people have no agency here, even if, like, Penny is like, yeah, it's fine, whatever. It's obviously not fine. And it l- 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 sends her down a path that is not good for her. Um, and here I thought you were going to be upset that uh, they got sold off to a second-rate uh, second <laughs> act like uh, um, uh, Humble Pie. <laughs> to be honest, I wasn't, sh- like... I always skirt the line with this movie as I'm not sure what's real and what's fake. So yeah, it was humble, humble pie, another Stillwater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. So I was humble like, pie is real, uh, was real. Uh, yeah, I learned that last minute when you were talking about him. I was like, oh, okay, uh, yeah. so real. Oh, no, it was real. Yeah, yeah. And Peter Frampton was actually in it. Yes. And when he left, that was the end of humble pie. Uh, so he was, he was, he was the the Russell of humble pie. Uh, and we had a guest uh, two minutes ago, a uh, uh, fellow Pantheon member, uh, mm-hmm. podcast network member, uh, Dave Sloan, uh, who indicated 
uh, uh, that actually, oh wait, was it even the week before? Crap. I'm getting confused. But but one of our recent guests uh, indicated uh, that, and re- reminded me really, I mean, you know, something, I, I know I listened to the Neil Preston interview with uh, Mark Maron on mm-hmm. WTF. Yeah. That he indicated that this was based on a real scene. You know, some band really did, or, you know, two bands roughly, essentially, a manager maybe or whoever. Managers, uh-huh. what have you, what have you, uh, did exchange groupies? So uh, not surprising. Uh, uh, in the annals of rock and roll, I'm yeah. sure that happened more than once. Yeah. Um, uh, at the uh, uh, exposure of myself stepping into all kinds of shit, yeah. uh, let me let me take a crack at this from a different perspective. Um. Uh, 1970s second wave of feminism. Uh, uh, women are just uh, gaining their sexual awakeness uh, and and freely able to do so, and uh, many um, um, uh, uh, women took that in to mean different things. Um, <clears throat> so, having said that, uh, I think we can all agree that the band aids uh, are um, loosely based on uh, what was called the GTOs. Uh, girls together outrageously um, famously put together by Frank Zappa of uh, of these um, um, uh, groupies they they would call themselves and even today proudly call themselves groupies uh, that then kind of formed a one album musical act um, but really their thing was uh, hanging with musicians uh, <clears throat> the leader of the GTOs uh, is Pamela DeBar um, I'm sure you both are aware of her. Oh yeah, I definitely am. <laughs> Kendra, yeah. uh, I think through some past research of this movie, the name has come up, but I'm probably rusty on that. That's okay. So uh, uh, Pamela has a show on our network, Miss Pamela's Pajama Party. Um, uh, it has been said that uh, Penny is based on Pamela DeBar. Uh, and, um, uh, when I first saw the movie, I did not know Pamela DeBar. Uh, I had read, uh, that there was some possibility because she had a, a pretty famous book come out in the eighties. Yeah. I'm with the band, uh, and of which she told her stories and, uh, she was excoriated quite a bit, uh, by writing that book because she proudly, um, took responsibility for her own sexuality and putting herself into um, uh, positions uh, not unlike what we see in the movie. Um, <clears throat> I, I don't know if she was uh, uh, involved in, in a actual trade, um, but, um, you know, uh, she chose to live her life this way, along with the other GTOs, of which there are, I think, about seven of them. Uh and uh, and then others came along, uh, famous names uh, al- along with them who have written books in their their own way, um, uh, and so um, and we see this in the movie that the band aids or the GTOs, if you want, um, you know, are doing more than just they're not just sexual beings to 
to yeah. the the rock stars. They're they're there for uh, all kinds of things. Um, uh, yeah, uh, because it's the late sixties and early seventies. I mean, you know, even you know, even the the you know the 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 far left causes of the day, the Black Panthers or the Weathermen or uh, you know even the Diggers uh, in San Francisco. You know, um, the men were the ones that went out and did the marching and the speechifying, and the women were the ones behind the scenes. Uh, we hadn't quite created a, a more equal uh, society at that time. Uh, and um, and so women were, you know, allocated to certain roles. But, you know, breaking barriers, um, you know, you got to start with the lowest barrier first and then get to the higher ones as, as, as you go along. And so what, what I've I've gotten to and to, to, to long and short is I've gotten to know Pamela DeBar over the last several years. And when I first heard that uh, uh, Penny was based on her, you can see the similarity, uh, definitely. Um, but Cameron has maintained um, a position that it, she is an amalgamation mm-hmm. of several people. And, and it's probably there's some truth to that. But when I got to know Pamela, I realized, holy shit, she is Penny Lane. Uh, I mean, her personality, her charm. There's some etherealness about her, and 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 uh, Kate Hudson captured all of that. And I believe Kate Hudson has actually said that you know I I devoured that book. I used it. You know, I I, I ripped out the pages. I put them on my. Uh, um, uh, my trailer wall, uh, and uh, and and that's what she based the the character on. And if that's the case, um, then what I might say is, regardless of the the actual uh, trope of you know a card game, uh, <clears throat> um, the girls first of all uh, knew what they were in for uh, and and went along with it, and that most of the guys, almost to a T, were pretty cool guys they they understood the the situation there that um that they this was a a, a mutual uh, arrangement uh that um you know could come and go which is a very common thing in the entertainment business i mean you know you you work on these uh, uh these art projects it's very intense can be very passionate can cause passions to rise and then poof you're you're done you're gone and you go on to another project you know famously that's the way the movie business works and uh you know we've all read many uh passages of uh of um you know, uh, uh, the screen couples becoming couples, uh, and and maybe only for the period of of that that uh, that particular project, um, and so we might look at it from that perspective a little bit, and that maybe you know these ladies had far more agency than you know you would in a normal sex worker type of uh, situation, uh, and that they could walk away uh, anytime uh, that they want. I, I, and of course, obviously, that's not the case 100% of the time. But by and large, what I've read and what I've learned uh, by you know talking to those who were there, um, that it, it was far more mutual uh, than than anything else. Um, you know, regardless of this particular moment where you're actually having a card game, you're actually, you know, selling uh, someone which, you know, does not, uh, you know, certainly doesn't work in 2020, uh, probably shouldn't have worked in 2000, definitely, you know, shouldn't have happened even in the past. Rolling down highway 
So, so a question to both of you. Uh, because I'm a little familiar with it, and it, it was actually it was just on a podcast I was listening to, to, to today, where I think that they couldn't even think of the name of the movie, uh, Song of the South. Yeah. And with the Disney Plus streaming, and, and whether or not it's on there right now, I don't know. But No, it's uh, not. Yeah, it's, it's still not on. Off. Yeah. But, you know, sh- should... I feel like there may be... And there's another movie, though, that... Uh, yeah, they've added... Uh, 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 Gone uh, with the Wind. For yeah, maybe on yeah. maybe on HBO Max with uh, their TCM collection, um, but they've they've added I think some kind of like a you know not 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 so much a disclaimer but like a educational. So you know. yeah, HBO Max has done that for not yeah. just like Gone with the Wind. They've also done that for a variety of um, Looney Tune cartoons and oh, Betty yeah. Boop. Oh yeah, um, and Disney Plus has disclaimers in front of the Aristocats, mm-hmm. Lady and the Tramp. Uh, Peter Pan and a bunch of the old wow. Mickey Mouse cartoons. Um, basically, they state that um, they recognize that the films were made in a specific era, and the company does not currently believe these values and recognizes that they are wrong. But enable in, in an attempt to educate people about these wrongs of the past, and so history doesn't repeat yeah. itself, they are presenting them as they were. Um, originally created that is not the case for Fantasia which um, was the uh, pastoral sequence was scrubbed in the 70 late 70s early 80s to remove two characters one of the most famous being Sunflower she was a zebra satyr for Dionysus Um, and then Songs of the South was last released on VHS in 84. It's never wow. been released in the United States since. Um, maybe not 84. It was late 70s, maybe? 77? Somewhere around there. Um, and the company has stated they'll never release that in the United States. You can get a bootleg copy um, online. I have actually seen Songs of, Songs of the South. I'm a Disney historian. Yeah. Amateur Disney historian in my in my spare time. I'm, I'm um, pretty I'm, sure I, I've watched at least most of. It. I think I, I, I watched most of it when I was five ish. Yeah. yeah, I've seen around film. 1980. Yeah. You know, yeah. ish. Yeah, I I managed a bootleg copy um, about ten years ago, um, just so I could kind of get get the gist in some ways because sure. I had seen all like the oh World it's War racist pro- as fuck yes oh my god it's awful <laughs> oh my god it's like it's. It's like, yeah, the World War II propaganda f- footage is terrible, and Fantasia is awful, and I I have such a hard time with Peter Pan. Um, wow. Today, it, it's uh, the What Makes the Red Man Red song is just so bad. But yeah, Songs of the South is definitely, I'm, I'm glad they've kind of hidden that one away, because there is nothing to learn from that. Like, you, you can't learn from that one in a, in a way that you can from some of the other ones and actually have good conversation, just because um, it's so, so bad. So I kind of brought that up, and I really, I'm so glad <laughs> you're, very, you're very knowledgeable, Kendra, but, uh... Sorry for the Disney history lesson. Kendra, am I am I am I way off base? Am I being yeah. a boomer here I, or So my thought Um I just think if that is how the real life person is remembering and felt like they experienced, that is valid and I will believe them in what they experienced a hundred percent. But based in this fictitious world we're living in, our 
semi-fictitious world um, we're living in in Almost Famous, you don't see Penny and the Band-Aids get to choose, or you don't see it until it's too late, Mm -hmm. in which case, that's just as not okay, like, because it very well could be them, like, rectifying their emotions and, like, settling in their brain, like, well, this is what I signed up for, um, in which case, in which is just as damaging emotionally and me- from your mental health. So if the like the real life people are like I had more um I had more ability and more agency in all of this, like I will believe them. But based on what I'm seeing in this minute, these girls do not have agency and they are getting sold for $50 in beer. Like, so, um, I, yeah, I can't say anything about the real, real world stuff just because I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, what I'm seeing well, is, it, but you, you agree, you understand different times. Oh, um, absolutely. Know, I, I mean, I, I tell people, you know, my favorite, uh, uh, uh a painter, uh, you know, classical painter is Caravaggio, and he killed people with swords. Yeah, uh, you oh, know. So oh, you know, he... I'm a historian. I, I 100. I study the past regularly. I yeah. study the uh, and it's rev- mostly awful. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, the past. Yeah. I mean, I, I just it's... think in general humans are the worst. Like I like I like to go to the extremes. <laughs> so I'm going to bring up 2001. <laughs> Those apes are awful. They kill each other. They're, they're, they're raping their women. Only apes, after that black you know. object shows up. <laughs> mm-hmm. our, our, they're all peaceful before that. Our ancestors, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, uh, but, the, but the huge reason I'm, I, I kind of bring up the Song of the South and, and, the, and that disclaimer-y educational type stuff that happens for, thankfully, a lot of these other movies, but that not for that one because it's just not going to steal a day, um, at least, you know, uh, uh, officially and so yeah. but um uh is so you think uh, this, this so movie so, should have a disclaimer yeah so I, well, I, i'm gonna pose a question and it's similar to another show from the network that on their twitter account they they like to ask uh who cares who cares about the rock hall uh af- mm-hmm. after they do one of their uh band artists episodes uh the, the, later in the week or whatever they uh they put up a little post about a little poll question about uh, how long it'll take for said uh, artist band to get into the rock hall and it goes from you know this next year to five years ten years and never along those lines so i would say you know it, it, you know is is there when 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 might there be a time that you to eat to each of you that you think something similar might happen for this movie I mean, if it's to say anything uh so speaking from my generation i'm a zennial so i i'm that I'm right oh, on the that, cusp is that of your a, name now? <laughs> I, I'm I'm the year cusp of um, Gen Z and millennial. Yeah. Oh, what so year I, is that? Okay. Um, so 94, 95. 94, 95. Okay, okay. Um, I was I was told I was a millennial a couple years ago. I'm like, wait a second. Seventy six. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm Gen X. I'm pretty yeah, sure. I, I, was, no. I grew up being told I was Gen X. Yeah. Um, that might be the very end of it. But. Yeah. No, millennial. Well, hold on a minute. Baby yeah. Boomer is 45 to 65, okay? Mm-hmm. So uh, that means Gen X starts in 65, and it goes to about... About 80, 80 I believe. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think 80. And then, and, and, then millennial. and the millennial is 80 to 94, 94. 95. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and Gen Z. Well, that's funny. I and just Gen had this Z goes to about 2006-ish. Oh. Well, yeah, what just, the hell just, is just their name? Just 10, 10 or so years. Some, some, sometimes they're short. Yeah. Yeah. But um, a generation and, should be 20 in yeah. general. If we were if we were just being Well, yeah. I think it's more culture like for the cultural big changes. Distinction, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the big distinction between like late millennial early why I'm a zennial. Oh, yeah. Um is you you grew up with computers. I grew up with computers. I yeah. don't remember 9/11. All right. Um um what's the other Yeah, computers in the classroom was the big one and yeah. then um certain cultural moments that you're like you well, if that's like, the case, then every generation will get shorter and shorter as, well, as, as think, far as it, as as its existence. Well, because <laughs> cultural changes are just rapidly coming yeah, nowadays. Right. Well, I think like a big thing like computer in the classroom mm-hmm. is like mm-hmm. is one of those very it changed the yeah. way education worked. True, true. Um, and the same with like nine eleven as being one of those cultural touchstones, like. I was in first grade. I kind of remember it on the radio, but I have no, like, it. It It wasn't an emotionally impacting story at the time. No, not the way, like, my parents talk about, excuse me, the the Challenger and 9 11 in very similar terms. I I think the Challenger, to some respect, for being up in the Northeast um, and Krista McAuliffe. Yeah, it was the te- um, it was oh, a teacher okay. on the on the on the flight, right? Yeah. So, um those kinds of things just as much being an impact mm. to where I fall in the generation or what what makes a generation, so I wouldn't be surprised if like I mean the pandemic's going to be a big one. Oh god, yeah, the pandemic is <laughs> that's the it's the biggest one in my life. So And and there's things <laughs> I'm like the probably housing. oldest here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I've never seen anything like this. Um, uh, but to your to to Eric's question, um, you know, one, do you believe there should be a, um, oh. a viewer advice advisement at the top, and and if so, when will it happen? Sorry to get to my point, why I was saying I was a zennial. Yeah. I mentioned to my friends and other people like on that I'm I'm aware of online and stuff. I'll be like, oh, I like am on this show kind of thing every now like every now and then i'll be like oh i guessed it on almost famous minute and they're like i've never seen that movie because i was six when this movie came out Mm -hmm. so i think more it's a generational i it's a cult classic in a lot of ways in the same way like rocky horror picture show cult classic that movie definitely has a lot of problems too so i think there's I just wonder about its cultural relevancy and if that's what's going to not force it to have a content warning. But some some respect, it, it may kind of fade. Not saying I want it to necessarily, because no, yeah. I think it's a really good movie and like there's a lot to talk about and think about and it's a good insight into a very specific... It's a snapshot film, which I think is so important. But... Quite a quite a lot of hullabaloo was made this year, you know, being the twentieth anniversary, anniversary for it. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, gosh, you know, I hope I hope Cameron Cameron's still kicking. In <laughs> he 50 is. Years, he he is. Thirty oh. years from now, say. 30 I don't years know. From now, I don't know about that. Well, <clears throat> um, um, 
I don't know. I, I mean, I, I would think if it was going to happen, it would have happened this year. Is it on radar enough? Because, oh, wow. like, I saw an article for it in the Rolling Stones, but, like, I was cataloging that at my library. It's not like I buy the Rolling Stones. <laughs> right. Um, uh, and that was the extent of me seeing, like, anniversary stuff for the yeah. for this movie. Like, I... Well, can, can we all it's, agree... It's still printed? Yeah. <laughs> can we all agree <laughs> yeah, that regardless, no. this is not as bad as Song yeah. of the South? No. No. Not at all. Yeah, but it is uh, still it could be troubling for some people. Definitely. Yeah, it, it could be troubling uh, for some. Is, is, is there anything worse than this particular scene uh, when it comes to feminism and agency, uh, Kendra? This whole movie. Oh, God, I'm, I'm trying to think. I mean, feminism in the same way that I mean, feminism, meaning there are equal rights and recognition for both men and women um william getting raped that's the um many divisions of feminism recognize that there's a recognition that men have just as much of the right as women to recognize report and receive and they are victims of rape and william William getting raped is just as much a thing. So you should you you do believe that there should be a um, uh, an advisement at the at the top of the movie. I don't know. I I speak from a place of privilege that I am not triggered by this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I can't say for others. So I mean I. I have the belief that if content warning helps someone stay safe and stay healthy, what's the harm in it? It's not hurting anyone to add like, hey, there are scenes in this that may not be for you. Take care of yourself. Uh, so the, the movie was rated R, right? Yeah. So, so, you know, that back in the day and um, until today, um, you know, that had kind of been there, your, your red light, yellow light, green light, Mm -hmm. uh, sort of, sort of thing. Um, And so I guess the next question would be, you know, does it need to, to have something more than rated R, which tells you that, you know, that there are, you know, and, and I think it, it even says nowadays, uh, you know, uh, what kind of, yeah. Oh, yeah. of, 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 mm-hmm. of situations are being uh, discussed in the film. Um, and that's a content warning. Yeah. So it so it does already kind it of have content. Yeah. 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 Does it need something more? I think for someone that needs content warnings they're gonna look for them there are lots of other tools online that are um i use at my library for um when i show we show the rare rated r film and um or historically we have and i would go into places that would give me a little more information and look for content warnings and that's kind of stuff and i think nowadays which is a great thing that we have this access to information. So if someone is searching for something and they they need to know more about it, the information is often there. So the content warnings exist. I 
I think in a place like Disney Plus where everything, like the first rated PG film for Disney was The Black Cauldron in the 80s. Yeah. So all of all of these like historic films may be rated PG nowadays, but just the system wasn't in place yet. So I think having those existing content warnings and the opportunity for people to look for additional content warnings if they need it, they exist. It, I don't think it, it would be a systematic change throughout an entire industry for every film to show up a screen that's like, if these things make you uncomfortable. Um, but they're already including that, like for a streaming service, they're including these kinds of things often because of the digitization process. Oh, yeah. Well, I just went to commonsensemedia.org. I love that place! <laughs> the, the the top line, just one sentence thing, says, great, but lots of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. <laughs> I don't know if there's lots of any of those three things in this movie, in my opinion. <laughs> you know, I mean, lots would be... Of sex, that would be okay. Porn level. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's uh, drugs. There, yeah. There, there's uh, not a lot of sex in it. There's um, there's implied. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's out of the camera view. Um, yeah. You know, um, and uh, um, and um, you know, Condra's point. You know, there 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 is one scene of um, uh, you know. Uh, 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 <laughs> I, I I I must say I look at the scene a little differently. I I, I look at it as um, uh, you know a, a rites of spring um, play. Uh, I, I call Cameron's it rape trend- because William <laughs> says no in the scene. He does. Yeah, he does not give consent. Uh, true. Uh, and uh, and I know that's a big topic today of uh, of uh, of you know that consent and what that means and and who needs to give it and when uh you know and and it is a topic of conversation currently due to uh a a, a new streaming um uh show called um uh the bridgertons uh where um uh, there is a, a very uh explicit scene of of uh, where you you could make a justification of female rape um, because because it's primarily because she doesn't give the guy consent um, to uh, not ejaculate. So she, that's that's the point of that particular wow. scene. Um, uh, he's forced to, uh, and um, uh, you know that's that's a different different step. Um, but I mean, I guess it's not too different than than what happens to to William. He's just kind of forced into going along with uh with the uh, the other the girls and what they want to do to him. So maybe there should be a uh, uh a little bit more of a uh, uh of a content warning uh at the top end of the show um for um uh you know these scenes and you know uh, what what's difficult for me is is you know living through those times and knowing what I know and seeing what I saw um, you know, most of this was some form of consent, if you will, um, uh, but not explicit. Uh, so, um, you know, if, if you look at it from a historical drama, um, you know, it's it's not out of the realms of 
possibility uh, that everybody's like, oh, whatever, go along with it, including the the uh, the, the card game. Um, but you know, we look at it from you know the perspective of 2020, and uh, it, it doesn't age very well. So about that can uh, uh, with the weed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we yeah yeah the the scene does kind of uh, transfer a little bit, but right before we get to that, the only thing last thing I would like to point out is just um, you know it's it's, it's Williams uh, you know Williams view of what's going on, and he's 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 upset. He's sm- well, he, for, for for the first few seconds of this minute, he's smiling and. Then kind of laughing, it seems like a little bit, but it really turns quick as soon as that name gets mentioned, Penny. Yeah, you know, as soon as she's offered up, his smile turns upside down to a frown, um, and you know, then then there's the only other aspect here at the beginning of the minute is that, you know, it it's it's still all just this big put on really to me you know it's 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 I, i've i've realized this you know in, in in you know mostly during the recording but definitely in the lead up to watching a minute a few times over and over again that you know it's 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 russell i mean they're all doing this to 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 get this to happen and and that's uh yeah it's it's really sucky I mean, it's, you know, it's, I mean, it's even Dick with this low card. I mean, and, and Russell is, is this intermediary between the two. He knows what they both have. It's it's so clearly, you know, him wanting for her to go away and not be a problem. Yet, it still all blows up in his face. And it's, and it's but really does bad it, for, But does it blow up in his face? It's really it blows, bad for Penny. It, it blows, it blows up, up in her face, Penny. for sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's, she and gets that, the worst of it. Yeah, yeah. and that yeah. was kind of, I was getting to that a little yeah. bit earlier, where, like, Russell doesn't necessarily face the ramifications of his actions. Yeah. He might feel bad about it, but... Penny. Yep. Yeah, but, but isn't that just a general world dynamic... The powerful escape and the mm-hmm. the 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 low the the lower uh, uh, st- uh, strata pays. Yeah, but it doesn't need to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I would love to not live in that in the in, I would love to live in that world. Yes, uh, you know, but uh, uh, you know, yeah, Russell does not necessarily uh have to pay a, a full price certainly not uh, what what penny had to had to, to pay um um you know but there's uh i just i don't know this is really a a, a, a very minefield discussion here um uh you know this masculinity and, and femininity in 1973 um you know men just got away with everything and uh you know women didn't uh and i don't know is cameron showing that uh is is he saying that uh you know that that no there is a, there even though she doesn't think there's a price to pay there was a price to pay and she's the one that had to pay it and he does show that he does mm-hmm. he, he does he doesn't hide it uh, uh nor does he uh whitewash it and and make it all like oh everybody's cool you know she you know down the line says yeah i'm not in i'm not doing this and uh and i think some of the other girls don't do as well i think there's only two that end up 
that go uh, uh, although I'm not sure if we actually see that uh, in the end because we do we do see the girls later at the very tail end of the movie because we're getting close to the end here so uh, but um, uh, yeah it's um, uh, it probably wasn't the best way to make this happen from a sociological standpoint mm. but as far as moving the plot along um it, it actually worked pretty good <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so in the in the world of fiction it was uh you know it uh it did its thing uh to to you know to move the story uh forward uh but i think we all look back at it now and say oh it's just it's a little weird and creepy yeah and mm-hmm. and darth and darth vader is a bad guy but i i love him <laughs> i love the character <laughs> and very mixed feelings about boba yeah. fett now yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> right right you know, everything changes. Uh, yeah. I, I guess the Sarlacc pit isn't forever, huh? No. Um, just but, thousands. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. potentially thousands just of years. Just potentially thousands of years. Uh, uh, so, you know, it's, you know, art. You know, if this was more of a documentary, I think we'd, you know, we'd all feel like, oh, no, you you got to say something about this because, you know, and 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 yes, Peter Frampton has said, oh, it was based on on a, on a real event. That is not surprising. Uh, believe me, uh, to be honest with you, that seems uh, rather tame compared to some other stories I know about uh, uh, with uh, with rock stars and uh, and their uh, their 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 groupies. But, um, um, uh, you know, it's. Um, uh, it does create, uh, you know, a, a different feel today than it did when the when the film came out in in 2000, and certainly a, a very very different feel than when the movie is set in 1973. Um, but uh, you know, it was uh, probably you know fully accepted as that's just the uh, power dynamics as they exist in 1973. So we need to look at it from that standpoint. Uh, and uh, and then Cameron Crowe's um, uh, commentary on that, and uh, and I think, like I said, it's not like everybody escaped. Uh, at least there is a a, a a a resolution and a negative one uh, at what that card game caused. <laughs> Well, you mentioned uh, you, you kind of were leading this this way before, oh, <laughs> Christian. Yeah. But, but but you mentioned let's again, talk about David Crosby. <laughs> but yeah, you you mentioned uh, rock stars and their groupies. Let's watch let's talk about rock stars, rock stars and their drugs. And one of the most well known <laughs> drug drug addicts are, of all time, yeah, David, David Crosby, Crosby from Crosby, Stills and Nash, and sometimes Young, and Buffalo Springfield. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. the Birds. Excuse oh, me, oh, yeah, excuse me, Birds. birds. Yeah. St- Stills was Springfield. yeah, and Neil Young, yeah. Yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah. The, the red. No surprise. Is, no surprise the that they would call out Crosby as the. He's, that's the good stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, he, Reg seems to be offering the joint to the other guys, and then he's yeah. He he, mentioned, he says, "You know how I know this is good stuff." <laughs> yeah. How's that? This is from Crosby. Because a guy that smokes a lot and has problems with it <laughs> is definitely going to be the one that <laughs> has the best. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then um, 
I mean, there's not much to say about that other than there's just that one line, which, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's from Crosby. So, you know, it's, you know, the, the underlying message is that it's the good shit. Uh, uh, and then I guess uh, um, Russell uh, and, uh, uh, and Patrick Fugit um, go to, uh, to have a discussion, huh? Yeah, yeah. There's definitely these uh, this this look that uh, Russell has like a double take. He kind of sees William behind him on the other side at this one point, and and seems to realize what's happening a little bit. It's it's like it's like multiple instances of, of realizing the ramifications of of mm-hmm. William having been here to witness this. <laughs> um, so he gets up and uh, yeah, walks walks back to talk with William a little bit and, and seems like he's even getting himself a beer, you know, mm. trying to make it seem un, casual, un, unscrewing, uncapping, what have you, a beer. But he's, yeah, he's saying to William, uh, that, that, uh, no one's feelings are getting hurt here. So that just <laughs> takes us right back down the road. <laughs> well, at least we got one little uh, break here for a minute. Yeah. But, uh, Russell, but... <laughs> your feelings are hurt. <laughs> Oh, you know, I I do understand, you know, this is the circus bit. Um, You know, it's kind of a little Mm -hmm. bit of what I was talking about earlier is, you know, entertainment, uh, you know, famously, you know, these, these, you know, when, when, when you're in this business, you know, it it is transaction. um, uh, Mm -hmm. It's transitory. It's literally ships in the night, you know, and because it's art and, 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 and there's all these passions that are flying around. It can be very intense for this short period of time. And then, you know, you, you split up and, and, and go your own way. And I think that's what Russell's trying to say there by, you know, this is a circus. Everybody's trying not to go home. Yeah. And we even, we even hear, we even hear her name, Leslie. Yeah. Leslie, the girlfriend, uh, ex-wife, right? Isn't it? Was, was she a wife or ex-wife? I can Ex-wife, current girlfriend. Uh, Okay, well, he should have learned his lesson with the ex-wife part, right? <laughs> never go back. We can never go back. So, and she, uh, I guess I can't really talk about her uh, because she comes up in a little bit. Uh, uh, but, uh, yeah. boy, she's nothing to write home about, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Not compared to Penny. You know, that's the I think that's the point is, you know, there's a there's some sort of uh, soulmate connection between Russell and and Penny. And that's, you know, obviously not the case when it comes to Leslie. Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, sell your soulmate. Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sell your soulmate for 50 bucks and a case of Heineken. Um, uh, Conjure, do you have anything else for this minute? That is or all I've we... got. It's a tough minute. It's, uh, you know, yeah. it's, um, uh, it's probably the, the would, would this be fair to say it's the, it's the, the, the most cringy minute or is the, the rape scene of William, the more cringy of the two? Yeah. I'm, I'm a little more half and half. It's yeah. I'm like, I got, I had rants in both of them. So yeah <laughs> <laughs> maybe eric just brings you on for the uh, the political and uh, sociological rants of uh, gender equalities i get a lot of the minutes when there are no women in them <laughs> oh oh eric you need to do better i have gotten some good ones I, like i got i got beth from denver that was fun Okay, Beth from Denver, right, right. I was just trying to think of the, the the if there's if there's the one last kind of most cringiest thing, and is it the it could be the kiss. 
Yeah. Have to have to see who's on. Yeah, yeah, that one's real <laughs> bad too. Yeah. Oh yeah, that one's real bad. Yep. Okay, so uh, I think we'd like to... <laughs> On uh, that note. <laughs> let's go. Get this wow, wrapping up. And, yeah. and hear, hear from Christian about your history with the movie. My history with the movie. Um, uh, I saw the movie in the theaters in 2000 when it first came out. It's a rock and roll movie. Uh, and uh, I loved it. Um, uh, you know, it took me back to, uh, to a time that... You know, while I was too young to participate in, I was old enough to fantasize about. Uh, you know, by by seventy three, I had records and uh, you know posters and you know music magazines uh, and things like that. And so, um, you know, and I, I felt uh, uh, completely immersed in the the world building. I felt that uh, he did a great job of that. I think it's a, a good, compelling story. Um, uh, I think it works uh, uh, as as a, as a film, uh, and I was surprised at how awful it did at the box office. It yeah. uh, it was a disaster. This was this was a uh, you know it, it, we should not be talking about this movie <laughs> that way. It, it did so bad at the box office. Well, but but that but that's how you know the Oscars can can rectify that a bit. Yeah, you know that that kind of thing happening when that happens yeah. that it can help movies that that might fade away otherwise yeah 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 if it was solely just on box office yeah that that would be it would be tough but but um you know i've seen the movie uh several times uh over the years and most recently this year uh during the pandemic uh early on uh we showed this to my uh uh recently turned 21 year old he was 20 at the time and uh you know who uh uh is is uh not uh, a big rock and roll guy uh, although he's 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 uh, warmed to it a little bit more uh recently um just for cultural references and things like that i think you know he has dived in enough to know who's who and you know why these songs are uh, important uh uh, in the in the same way that I probably did with Frank Sinatra and Bing Crosby and people like that, but but uh, can he recognize the voices between the voices of John Paul and George? Oh hell no! <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I I know I know my parents couldn't can't couldn't even do that. <laughs> oh really? And they were, yeah. I mean, you know, they, they grew up with them. Yeah. yeah. Uh I don't know. They, Maybe, they just didn't study the music. Yeah, the I, I think I think I, I think I, yeah, I mean even when I was young I probably couldn't tell the difference between who, you know, who was singing which songs. I mean now I I you know, I don't even have to think about it and it's mm-hmm. you know, it's pretty obvious. Um uh and the same thing with you know, with even you know, tougher bands to figure out, uh, yeah. you know, who's singing, uh, what, um, it's, it's pretty obvious. And I mean, even now I can listen to a guitar note and, you know, about three or four <laughs> and tell which, who, which guitar player it is. You know, I could do that when I was a teenager. Um, uh, but, uh, but no, I, I you know, I, it's a meaningful movie uh, to me. I think it's a it's a great piece of rock and roll archaeology. Uh, I think Cameron captured uh, the moment uh, pretty well, uh, and uh, and and hit the the highlights of uh, what that time um, uh, was about. What what joining the circus meant uh, in 1973, um, and uh, and so uh, you know it's 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 one of my favorite movies. Well, it's not mine. You know, I can take it or leave it. 
Uh, <laughs> with you spending the, yeah. I, I doubt that very much. <laughs> Otherwise, you're in the wrong job. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Christian. Um, well, let, let's have you if you can want to plug your stuff just real quick. And- oh, of course, Pantheon Podcast, of uh, which I'm the CEO and president of. Uh, we've got uh, almost 70 shows, all music related, something for everybody out there. We're continually uh, expanding, trying to uh, um, uh, tell uh, the, the the story of music, and, and it's not just rock and roll. I'm I'm a little partial to rock and roll, but I like yeah. all kinds of music. Right. And in, on our network, we try to uh, you know, expose as many voices uh, and to as many different types of music as, as possible. Uh, I'm trying to get a friend of mine uh, who's a, a, a Persian musician uh, to do a podcast in Persian on Persian music. Uh, wow. And uh, he, he keeps promising me he's going to do it. And uh, so uh, uh, he needs to get on it. Um, uh, and, uh, uh, <clears throat> you know, we're, 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 we've got hip hop shows. We've got some EDM shows that just uh, launched here uh, recently. Uh, we're uh, looking for Latin shows, um, you know, everything. So, you know, that's the that's that's mostly what I do uh, during the day. And then I, I do have uh, uh, two and a half shows that I host. Rock and Roll Archaeology is the big boy. It's the the, the foundation of the, the entire network and how we, we put this thing together. Um, and that always gets good accolades uh, from people. It's a it's a very college level uh you know um uh explanation of the music uh and its times music culture and technology is what we focus on and then i have deeper digs which is my interview show uh you know where i interview all kinds of people from uh, rock stars to roadies um uh, producers engineers lighting people journal journalists pr guys um you know i'm interested in all facets of uh how the music uh business works uh and and you know how um how it all came together uh both in the past and today yeah that's great and i'm so glad uh i was able to join up on the network uh so long ago now it feels like <laughs> yeah glad to have you it's been uh, great uh listening to more and more of the other shows on the network. Um, so yeah, so thanks so much. Um, so Kondra, uh, can you tell us a little more about like, uh, Oh, what m- m- fantastic Mr. Fox minute or something or. Yeah. So I am the co-host of a movies by minute podcast. Um, you can find us at amateur nerds. Um, our first season was fantastic. Mr. Fox minute where we talked about Wes Anderson's 2009 stop motion animated film. Fantastic. Mr. Fox one minute at a time. Our second season is a scene-by-scene, more or less, uh, review of Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog, uh, the Joss Whedon web series. And then we are currently in our third season where we are covering the Disney Channel original movie, High School Musical. So uh, three seasons, uh, or two and a half seasons of uh, Movies by Minute or thereabouts content um, wow. all found with the amateur nerds. Yeah. Everyone should go uh, check out uh, those, those shows. Um, yeah. So uh, uh, I've been Eric Nash. Uh, I, I also have feels like Weezer here on, or here on the uh, Pantheon podcast network. You can find it at pantheonpodcast.com. Uh, and we should be back uh, next minute uh, with Christian again, and hopefully Contra too. Probably I, yes. I, I know. I know. <laughs> she has to has... think about it though after yeah. this discussion. So. Yeah. 
So this, no. I'll, I'll say it now. This this was her ninth episode. Ninth. Yeah. You got to come back for ten then. I've got. Make it an even ten. Yeah. Okay. I really appreciate both of you being on, and uh, we'll be back uh, for minute eighty-one, hopefully next week. Uh, until then, it's all happening. It's all happening. But is it really all happening? <laughs> it's like a dream. <laughs> I am a golden god! It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.